Hello everyone, we have just finished recording this week's episode of the Build Up Podcast, where we chatted to Stephen Ferris about Ireland against England this weekend. You're about to hear that interview right now, but if you want to listen to the whole show, be sure to subscribe by searching Ball Study Podcasts or The Build Up on all good podcast apps. You'll be able to listen to the full show there, which also includes a Premier League Build Up, a Build Up to the Tour Championship, and this weekend's Ladies All-Ireland Semi-Finals. But for now, let's chat to Stephen. Stephen, we had you on a couple of weeks ago and you said that Ireland wouldn't come within an ass's roar of beating the handicap and you were dead on. You must be uh, parading around proudest prunch the last couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, no, uh, the handicap was, um, was, a, was a close one in the end, but I think the way Ireland played, it felt like Ireland were going to win by 50 or 60 points. And when I, when I said that and I looked at the Italian team and the way they were tiring, and you know, there's a lot of heart and a lot of panic from the Italians like you always get. But they just seemed like they were just going to fizzle out and Ireland were going to run away with it. But I think just the Irish display, the amount of mistakes that they made, the substitutes, you know, Joey Carberry getting off injured. And there's just a, a number of things that didn't really go their way. And even coming into the last couple of minutes, I was fairly sure that the handicap was going to be safe enough. And um, thankfully, the couple of quid that I had on it was, uh, was safe as houses. For see if a big rep, you've built up a reputation now here already in this podcast. You're going to have to, <laughs> <laughs> with everyone hanging on every word you say this week. Uh, just looking ahead to this weekend, obviously, uh, Gordon Darcy was saying in his column uh, today that this Twickenham game it matters more than it should uh, in terms of that last week or a couple weeks when we were chatting about it. That you know these games, somebody's just getting game to me or whatever. But given the form of England, yeah. our own struggles, would that be something you'd agree with, Gordon? That, that there's actually more writing on this game than just uh, a simple World Cup warm-up game. I think I'd probably disagree uh, slightly. I think it's the last thing you want to do is go away from home against an English side who's um, going to be in the mixture come the, the, the latter stages of the World Cup as well, hopefully, um, along with Ireland. I think Ireland just don't want to go over there and get get a bit of a beating. You know, the last thing you want to do is have a 30 or 40 point um, scoreline on you against you know one of your biggest comp competitors and you know, that that doesn't do a lot for team morale and that type of thing. I think if they go over there, put in a good uh, performance, a good showing of themselves, but come away with a loss, I don't think that's the end of the world. You know, I, I can flip it back to 2011. We lost all four games before getting into the World Cup and actually found a bit of form when we landed in New Zealand. So I think it's a, it's it's more of a performance and not coming away from this game with with a big defeat. Um, and obviously, if they can go over there and get get a nice little win it does a hell of a lot for the camp yeah is it a difficult balancing act for Joe in terms of like you see people might be critical of oh we're not seeing anything new from this Ireland team or do you know any sort of new attacking strategies or stuff like that but at the same point you don't want to go out against England now or against Wales in a couple of weeks and show your hand too early before you get into the tournament Um, again I just think sometimes you've got to play what's in front of you um, they did that a couple of times against Italy you look at Chris Farrell getting into first receiver and pulling the ball back for uh, Joey Carberry to go through um, and get a nice try and I think we didn't really see enough of that last year especially in the Six Nations um, a lot more out the back plays I think there is a lot more to come from this Irish team will Joe Smith show his hand in the next couple of weeks what are they working on behind closed doors they were in Portugal all week at the campus training in warm weather um, you know what? What are they working on? Because if they don't change their game plan from what they had last year in the Six Nations, then it's, in my personal opinion, it's not going to be a very successful World Cup because they do need to change what they were doing last year. They just can't keep running into brick walls against big, physical, strong teams. 
Um, and you know, you're going to lose one or two players, and we always talk about it. You're going to lose one or two along the way, and you've got to alter your game plan for each team that you come up against. Um, and I think Joe Smith's a, a very shrewd coach, and he's shown how good he's been over the last number of years for Ireland. And I think come the World Cup, Ireland are, are, are going to show something different. They have to show something different to, to make history and get us into a World Cup semi-final or a World Cup final. It'll be, it would be unbelievable. Stephen, I'm at, like absolutely intrigued and curious from a player's point of view what these games are like because we're talking about like ultimately what we're going to go into is we're trying to get combinations right we're trying to get you know get a a feel of how players are that might be on the fringes of the squad and you're just trying to get up to speed rather than worrying about the result but like you know there's always that joke about you know there's test matches in rugby and not friendlies but i suppose the reason for that is is because you can't play rugby half-hearted you know you'll get injured if no. you go in you know at not a full pace but what's in your mind when you go out to play these games knowing that it's not do or die but you have to go at full pace while you're playing yeah <laughs> you know what that was something i couldn't get my head around watching the Irish team against italy they, you know Guys that are fighting and jockeying for positions like Tommy O'Donnell and you know, Jordy Murphy in the back row, and I thought those guys would be going out and absolutely destroying everything in front of them. And I think Tommy O'Donnell caught a ball off the kickoff and he just ambled back into contact, and you know, then Ireland cleared their lines. And I was like, "Geez, this guy is fighting for a place on the plane here. You know, give me that ball. If that was me and I was in the exact same position as him, I would be running a hundred miles an hour." I'm trying to get a game line, make an impact on the game, set a standard that we had kind of been missing in the previous 40 minutes that went before that carry. And it just didn't seem like it was there. I know it was a test match against Italy, but being at the game, the atmosphere, the, the standard of the rugby, um, the amount of mistakes, and both teams just seemed happy enough to, to go through the 80 minutes and get you know, 80 minutes of test rugby under their belt. And I think, you know, lads this weekend have really got to, They've got to step it up at about 15 or 20 percent in my eyes because if they don't, then they could be on the end of a, a bit of a beating. Because England seemed to be uh, back to their physical best. You know, they had a, a defeat against Wales, but they, they certainly have a lot more to give. And if they don't step it up, so we played three games that are kind of like worried about getting injured and getting, you know, in theory up to pace. You know, what are the. You, can you get to the stage then where suddenly we're playing Scotland in four or five weeks' time and suddenly hit the ground running if you haven't built it up to a full kind of like test match pace? Like, you know, it's basically your first game of the season if you haven't gone all yeah. at it in one of the friendly games. Absolutely not. Like, you need to be at that test match level because you can be sure that first game against Scotland is going to be, you know, all hell breaking loose. The ball's going to be in play for a significant period of time. It's going to be super physical. Um, you know, it's, it's it's just everything is on the line. You want to make a statement in your first game of a World Cup. And if you're the previous four games, if you're just going about your business, trying to pick up a, a little win against Italy at home and maybe against Wales, and you know everybody's happy, the, the camp's injury free. Okay, you know, going forward in the tournament, that might be a good thing, but. I personally believe that you need to play at that intensity a couple of times where the ball is in play, where there's not that many mistakes and you get that feel-good factor that when you actually walk off the pitch and you get a result, you're happy with it. And at the weekend or two weekends ago when Adam walked off the pitch, there was just this feeling like, ah, geez, lads, you know, uh, I was... I was just getting another game under the belt. It didn't feel like it was a good victory against Italy and you know, it was test match rugby standard because it certainly wasn't. Everybody everybody who watched the game and was at the game 
certainly could uh, get that feeling that it, it wasn't an Irish performance or an Irish win that you're going to remember, eh? Yeah, actually, I was going to ask you: Was it? Is it? Would you see it as a big advantage for England having come off the top of or off the back of two um, full-paced games against Wales that they were? Going to, it's going to be an advantage for them. But really, maybe it's just what we need that it's the medicine that you know these guys go out on. If England hit the ground running yeah. on Saturday, that you know, twenty minutes in, the some players we thinking, "Holy hell, we're in a game here, and we need to book up quickly." Yeah, yeah. No, again, you could be right. Possibly could be right. I think Ireland need to go full bore. They need to put all their big guns out. Johnny Sexton needs game time. Conor Murray needs game time. You flip it back to the Six Nations. And, you know, Johnny Sexton hardly played any minutes. And Owen Farrell played lots and lots of minutes before that first game against England. And Owen Farrell was absolutely sublime that day. And England, you know, put in a massive shock. So it's about getting match minutes. And I think some of the big players this weekend Need, need those minutes and it's not going out and playing 20 minutes half-heartedly like we need to go out and play a test match standard like we've you know we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes so you know possibly um, you know the the guys might be fresh getting into this weekend um, but they got to pitch up and they, they got to get I think one of the big things for me is everybody's walking around now talking about Irish rugby in a slight, slightly negative way in terms of oh geez lads no, the boys aren't looking that good so they weren't that great against Italy they had a poor substitution you know I think they got to get a bit of a feel good factor around the place again get everybody talking positively about Irish rugby and how do you do that you go away to uh, Twickenham you put in a really good performance um, a real physical performance and you put it up to them and you know, maybe get, come away with a victory which then gets everybody back on their feet and really positive about the World Cup because it's <laughs> It, it, it has been difficult over the last couple of months to, to regenerate, regenerate that again from, what, 18 months ago? Yeah, exactly. We were actually just chatting about that this morning in the office in that, you know, it was not that long ago we're beating New Zealand, we're winning Six Nation Championships. Yeah. Do you think we're actually that far away from that kind of form again? Or is that is the pessimism kind of almost something that's right? Yeah, I, I think we just peak, we're, we're peaking well and the momentum is behind us. And everybody goes, oh, yeah, momentum, momentum is always a big word in sport and um, like for sure if you get off to win a start in the Six Nations like it makes, makes the next uh, four games you know a lot easier uh, and it's exactly the same as that in a, in, a, in a rugby calendar season if you keep the momentum going when you come up against New Zealand when you come up against um, England at Twickenham and everything's on the line for a grand slam you know you have a lot of confidence that you're able to do it so I think <clears throat> Ireland's they're not far away to answer your question I don't think they are far away um, but they've got to start hitting their straps and if that's this week or in a couple of weeks time for me personally I've been in the, the guy's shoes I just hope they put in good performances over the next few weeks and hit the ground running when it comes to Japan and if they can do that and get to the semi-final then you know, all the talk about the poor six nations that they had before the World Cup and you know, not particularly good preparation with the Joey Carberry injury and Johnny breaking his thumb that will all be quickly forgotten Stephen uh, we're speaking of Joey Carberry and, and Johnny Sexton we're looking at you know Ross Byrne and Jack Carkey yeah. you know I don't know like my, my t- take would be maybe 40 minutes each um, on Saturday but are you looking at this as kind of like the the showdown to see who who is it that takes that sort of third 10 spot especially that's so much more important now given that we don't know really what the status of Joey's going to be yeah what's the story with Sexton like is, is he is he going to be available for Saturday or it's uh, unclear at the moment I think the the, the, the 
the sense is that he's not going to be the, playing. I think the quote was he was sore after training or he sat out training. I think there was a couple of lads himself, uh, Earls and Henshaw had a bit of okay. soreness. So that was... So they're probably looking well, at, enough, at the yeah, first Wales game for, for Johnny. Yeah, I'd maybe agree with you and lads of 40 minutes each. Like, I, I like Jack Corey. I think he kicks the ball too much. Um, and when he come on against, you know, Italy, he just kicked the ball away and you're kind of going like, you know, you're more than three scores ahead. You know, just keep it going. Let's try and play a bit of rugby and get a bit of, bit of game line and he just kind of kicked the corners. He kicked reasonably well, but I just think lost burn for me just playing on that winning team mentality at Leinster over the last couple of years. Um, but neither of them had huge experience when it comes to international rugby on the big stage. So maybe this weekend is a, is a good test to see where they are mentally. You know, where they do go score down or, you know, where is where's Jack Party's head and what, what way is he going to have an impact on the game if that happens. So, yeah, you could be right in, in terms of the two lads getting a significant bit of game time each and, and then Joe has a pretty big call to make after that. Uh, speaking of big calls, you're fast becoming the Oracle of Ulster. Uh, tell us, what's your prediction for this weekend? Has <laughs> um, the spread changed, Danny? What's the spread at the minute? So Ireland are uh, plus five, England minus five at the moment. So that's uh, that's the way it is. Ireland 7-4 yeah, to win the game. It, it might change slightly when, it, when the teams are announced. Um, it'd be very interesting to see what, what England go with. But England has got so much strength and depth and I think Ireland they're in it if you're talking that like guys are sitting out training with a few niggles and tightness and soreness. Um if I reckon if Ireland went over there and got within ten points, that would be that would be a, be a pretty good uh day at the office. Um so for me that that plus five uh, I fancy England by slightly more seven to ten points win mm. for England for me. Well, England six to ten points um, is five to one. Actually, I actually had that written down. I was thinking the same <laughs> myself. So uh, that's yeah, definitely yeah, an yeah. interesting one. Yeah. So you can get on uh, on Ladbrooks with it's, that for it's funny five the, to one. Funny the way it works out. Yeah, it's funny the way it works out. Like everybody goes off oh, score, but if you go off score and the, the conversions missed, then you know it's five points. But generally, there's always a penalty thrown in there as well. So yeah. eight points isn't a bad shot. And then if they do get the conversion, it's ten points. So like you know, that six to ten isn't isn't really a, a bad shot. Um, I'm expecting a, a lot more from Ireland. You know, they, they cannot go out and play that the way they did against Italy. I know there's probably the inside chat in the team's room going, "Very lads, make sure when you go out and speak to TV cameras, you know, great performance, good head out, well done, we got the victory, you know, minutes under the belt and all that." But, you know, you got the ball speed of speed. It wasn't good enough. And if they perform like that against England, it'll be a lot more than six to ten points. Yeah. We haven't touched on England, actually, because, like, Eddie Jones named that team, you know, insane or named the squad insanely early. So they're, I suppose they're yeah. approaching these warm-ups in a very different way, as in, like, we know who's in. There's nobody fighting for their place. Let's go and see what yeah. we can get up. And obviously, you've seen the, the the difference in the the intensity, I suppose, and the like test match style of, yeah. of the Wales game at the weekend. Like you know, there's a chance that they're you know not necessarily better than Ireland, but just at a much higher pitch at the moment. Yeah, and we've maybe named that squad to try and work on combinations. So when it comes to training, there's the five guys that are on the plane, or five back rows that are on the plane to. Um, you know, it's Japan where at the minute in Ireland there's a couple of guys jockeying for, for that last position or, you know, they might be nipping in and out of um, team plays and, you know, one guy might be hogging the jersey slightly more than the other because they want to be team more by Joe and 
know, there, there's all those kind of um, things happening uh, around training. And, you know, for, for Eddie to do that, he said, these are my guys. I'm putting faith in them. They're going to go over to Japan. They're going to do a job for me. And he's probably sat in, in team meetings and said, guys, you, you, these are the lads that are going to do this. And, you know, that's the way it is. So there's probably a lot of settled settled guys in their camp where Ireland might, there might be, a, you know, maybe half a dozen boys that are, don't know if they're on the plane uh, yet or not. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, the way it's all panning out, it's just it's so many talking points around each game and the way each coach is, is going about their business. Um, and it's, it's going to be so intriguing to see, uh, you know, who comes out on top in a couple of months' time. Yeah, definitely. And Saturday's an interesting prospect as well. Stephen, thanks very much for taking the time to chat to us. No worries, man. Cheers. Thanks as always. Great stuff there from Stephen. And I like his prediction of England win between six and ten points. I like it because it's win-win for us. Either England, they're not going to, hopefully we don't, unless we get beaten by more than ten points, we don't (laughs) think we will. But either England win between six and ten, and Stephen was right for the second time in a row, Mm -hmm. or Ireland play really well, narrow defeat, or get a win. And it's happy days. That six to ten is five to one, right? Which is a, it's it's a it's a nice number, you know. So if you wanted to, like Ireland plus five, you could also have a look at that, and then you're kind of really in best of both worlds. And then if we're hammered, it's just a bad bloody day. So yeah. you've lost two bets, and your rugby team are probably useless yeah. and not going to win the World Cup. I have to say though, I'm I'm a lot happier after listening to Stephen as well because there seems to be just this air of pessimism and just hanging around Irish rugby mm. for ever since I think even going into the Six Nations this year for some reason we weren't as confident and then it proved to be yeah, the case definitely after the England match anyway yeah. I think people just kind of went oh shit we're not yeah. you know we're not the best team in the world it's like we could, it, it didn't sit well that we kind of were positive for that couple of months between the yeah. New Zealand match and the Six Nations and then we just went way too far and have almost dismissed them and it's like I don't know. I'm like I really hope Ireland go and beat England, or you know, perform well, or do something magical this week or next week against Wales. Because we need to start looking forward to this World Cup a little bit as a country. I just feel like it's it's going to sneak up on us, and we forget that this is a team that you know we still won three games in the Six Nations this year. We won the Grand Slam the year before. We beat New Zealand in November. It's not that far away. Like we should be excited about the World Cup. Yeah, there's something about there's a very kind of Basil Faulty esque quality to I think us as Irish rugby fans, where our Irish sports fans in general, where success doesn't suit us, and uh, we're very clean to just like go off the edge the minute yeah. anything goes wrong. Fuck it, that's it, it's all over now, we're done. <laughs> and then to have this fatalism, like, yeah, and then to assume that we're going to lose every match by twenty points, and then get a miracle win against somebody with a try in the corner in the last minute and think, oh, this is brilliant. Still not get out of the group or anything like that, but yeah. have that moment. We're not that bad. We're not that bad. 